Welcome to the SBCA Podcast, Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, we are going to talk about leadership in framing. Joining us today is Chris Breedlove, president of Ace Carpentry in Manassas, Virginia, and current president of the National Framers Council. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sean, for having me. It's great to be on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Even better now that you're here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So you are close to finishing up your second year as president of the National Framers Council. But before we talk about that, can you share with our listeners just how you got into the framing industry? Sure. It's funny. Although I don't quite remember exactly this the situation. There is a picture of me floating around when I'm about two years old. And I was working, and I'm using air quotes around that right now, but with a hammer and no shirt on, building a house for my family down in Alabama. So I would say that was my official start in carpentry. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I worked in uh, multiple trades throughout my high school and college years and ended up getting a degree in construction engineering and management. So I always kind of had this feel that I wanted to be in the construction or engineering side of things. And then went in the general contracting side of the business where amongst the subcontractors or the framers that worked for me was Ace Carpentry. So relationship was built there and later ended up jumping over to the subcontractor side of the fence in framing and have been in the industry since. So this has just been in your blood. It has. A framer by birth, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny how many framers you talk to that sort of feel that way, right? That, that just like they feel since birth, they've always wanted to make things with their hands, build buildings. I would imagine when you played with Legos as a kid, you took that very seriously. I did. I enjoyed the, the aspect of seeing things progress and come together and even just cutting grass in the order. And I love to do that, just to see the lines and see the end results. Well, Chris, I'd, eventually you got involved in the National Framers Council. I'm curious, what was your first event? What is it that got you to go to that event? And what prompted you to go to the next one? Well, when I initially learned about the NFC, which was not long after it was formed, so to say, I was one of those guys who fell into the category of somebody who was cautious about mingling with competitors. So when I learned about it, I had the opportunity to attend the first summit. And then there was a regional meeting or two in the mid-Atlantic. And Figured it was worth seeing what it was about. It wouldn't hurt to, to try it. And I, I was hearing about frame safe and that seemed like a no brainer. And, and there, that was definitely a carrot for me in that sense. But I learned pretty quickly in, in that event that we all have problems and many of them are the same. So we made some new contacts and found out the NFC was growing to be more than just framers at that time. And there were CMs and suppliers and engineers and so on. And so kind of saw that NFC was more than just a safety program. And that kind of opened my eyes and, and led to other things down the road. Chris, I, you made an interesting comment at the beginning there, like being hesitant to interact with competitors. I, I understand that mentality going in, but like what was different when you were sitting in the room and interacting with people that sort of allayed some of those fears? 
I think just understanding that we're all people, we all have the same basic needs and desires and wants, and we all want to be successful in the business world. And there's no secret sauce, as some people say, that one person has over the other. And you always want to have that competitive advantage, but uh, ultimately learning and educating yourself and, and gaining that knowledge from one another can help both sides of the fence be successful. So that was kind of my initial taste. So as you got more involved in the National Framers Council, you got involved in some of the NFC committees and eventually started serving on the NFC's steering committees, its senior leadership committee. What was your motivation to become increasingly more engaged in the association? What was it that was drawing you in? And from a volunteer perspective, worth taking more and more of your time? I got started in the product performance committee, I think, and pretty much right away dove in as the chair, if I remember correctly. I was also part of the future leaders committee at one point too. And between these two, I started building some relationships in a small group setting and that kind of made it easy to connect with others. And, and I still find a lot of value that when we go to summits and do small roundtables and those types of events. So it allows folks to open up and talk in a setting that's not, that you're not worried about being embarrassed in front of a larger group or whatever may be the case. So uh, that was that first taste. And then I quickly learned that the more I put into it, the more I got out of it. So in joining these committees, I was joining them with the intention of offering my help and found that I was able to learn from others at the same time. So it provided a little bit deeper value than I was expecting. Chris, do you feel as though you could have gotten that within your own company? Uh, yes, but it's hard to, to see the other opportunities outside of that. Folks always, uh, there's people who have business coaches, there's people who have forums, there's people who have peer groups. As, as a manager trying to see the bigger picture, sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees. And uh, I think it's pretty important to see and connect with others who, who may have a slightly different viewpoint. And it goes with the old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> so I think that uh, certainly applies in, in business on the day-to-day -day as well. Well, I would imagine a few different framers have said something along the lines of, every framer believes they know the best way to put a building together. But it strikes me that's hard to maintain that mentality when you get a bunch of framers all talking together. Like, y'all still learn from each other, right? Absolutely. And I'm uh, certainly not one of the, the older folks in the industry by any means I've been around, but not certainly as long as many of the others that are involved. And I have a lot to gain from that, but personally, I'm for the company as well. So I, there's some mentorship that goes on inadvertently and, and indirectly through this, which is great. It's just a lot of resources. And then you, you start to gain friendships and trust and uh, a lot of good things can come out of it. Well, you talk about friendships and trust. I would imagine at this point that if you run into something that's going on, um, a challenge of some sort, you have a, a, a bunch of numbers and a bunch of people that you could call up and just sort of say, and walk through the problem and be like, how would you solve this? Or have you dealt with this? What do you guys do? What policy do you have in place? Or what form do you put out? Or that kind of thing, right? Absolutely. I think that's one of the primary benefits that I've um, been able to take away 
over the years. And it certainly was not like that on day one when I got involved. It's again, putting in the time, meeting the people, learning about their businesses, them learning about ours and trying to take tidbits of information and, and get a little bit better every day. So Chris, you eventually were nominated as president, but you could have turned it down, but you said yes. <laughs> In this case, twice. Why did you say yes? Well, first, I, you know, I, I would say that it's definitely an honor and a privilege to serve in this role, and it's an incredible opportunity, to say the least. And I think time is so precious, and we have to be so conscious about how we spend it and make every minute worthwhile. And nobody wants to waste any time, and we all want to be as you know effective and efficient as possible, not just in business, but personally. So the first year, there's a learning curve, right? I'm learning my way through it, diving in head first. Second year, I didn't have to worry about that and was able to continue on without losing any momentum and probably gain some too. And met a lot of folks along the way, like I mentioned earlier, that become very friendly with and almost in a team aspect approach. And it's funny though, I find that in a sense, the NFC has become a part of me. It comes up in conversations with others on a regular basis, whether it's GCs or suppliers or safety wise on a normal basis. So it's part of me and it's definitely a part of how Ace does business now. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you do as president. It's not a full-time job, but it's certainly a commitment. I'm curious if you can give us some highlights, talk about just some of the things that you've been asked to do over the last two years and that kind of thing. I should note that this is a position that NFC is currently accepting nominations for, correct? Yes, it is. All right. So tell us, for anyone listening out there who might be interested, like, what is it that you do? Sure. So I think you can ask any one of the past presidents and you'll probably get a very different answer. Um, Each one's a little unique, depending on what's going on in the market or your own personal thoughts and priorities and good time management skills and organization are, are critical to be successful in the role, but there's staff and the steering committee, both which just offer tremendous support and knowledge to help. So it's not something that you're doing alone by any means. Personally, I think it's important to have a little bit of a pulse or touch on touch of everything, but some of the hot points I would say over the past couple of years, just having the opportunity to represent the NFC at meetings or events. I kind of jokingly say with the acronym folks, it's, we had OSHA, for example, tra- traveled down to Texas a handful of times meeting with OSHA and then also just the Texas framers in that region got an opportunity to participate with the U.S. Department of Labor at the Good Job Summit with OSHA as well on a panel meeting industry leaders, for example, uh, Doug Parker, he's the uh, Assistant Secretary of Labor for the Occupational Safety and Health, set from OSHA. Um, that was a, a real honor there. There's a lot of speaking and presentation opportunities that, that come with it. I also serve as the point of contact from the NFC for other organizations like NIHB and Dallas Home Builders or Construction Industry Safety Coalition. Um, we've done a little bit with ISANTA too. So interacting with those folks and vendors and membership too, uh, new members and finding ways for folks to, to fit in and find their niche and uh, there's some administrative tasks too, and certainly quite a bit on the marketing side, supporting those efforts, uh, getting the word out and, and awareness and that type of thing. But event planning is probably one of my favorite uh, roles or tasks here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see and deal a lot with the behind the scenes 
planning for the speakers and the educational sessions. I think there's a lot to offer there. You know, the steering committee, working with them on a monthly basis, there's a lot of brain power there. That That's a lot to help and take away from. And just regular collaboration with the SPCA, trying to attend events like the OQMs. That's something that I did not used to do prior to this role and have found some value and met some new folks along the way there. So that's, uh, that's been a great experience. And then attending the, the weekly exec committee meetings as a guest, that's uh, also just a, a tremendous um, set of, you know, seasoned experience, very knowledgeable folks, um, just to be a fly on the wall, even it's just an incredible opportunity. So you get to, to see and learn things as they unfold and, trying to figure out the direction of, of the overall organization. As you were talking, Chris, it makes me think that you, you sort of have these two interesting roles. One of them is you get to be sort of the, the national voice of the framing industry in a lot of ways as you're interacting with OSHA or the home builders or any of those groups, right? Is that ever I getting do. intimidating? It's interesting. I think once you kind of build a communication pathway with some of these folks and, and the ability just to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. You start to learn each other's personalities. I think to your point, I, I do end up talking with quite a few framers from all over the country. So it's interesting and I can bring this to the table and speaking with GCs and developers and owners and, Hey, well, I've heard in this corner of the U S this is happening, but in this corner of the U S this is happening. And you can really see the bigger picture of what the economic impact may be or what's going on with lumber in this part of the country or this part of the country stick frames more than uses panels and uh, this part of the country is hot right now as far as work goes and this portion slow so there's that's something that i would not have the ability to see or have access to otherwise if i wasn't in this role and i would imagine there's a double benefit to that right you have the sense of the bigger picture which can help you maybe see some trends that are emerging in the framing industry. So you can help position your company in such a way to take advantage of that. But also you gain a lot more perspective on how framers handle the same problem. So like you're constantly gathering more and more business intelligence as it were, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think networking is, is relationships, communication. It's great to, to build these connections and then just be able to call somebody uh, about something and then it leads to another conversation, right? Or another topic. And, and that's how uh, you end up learning and growing. Every day, we've got to make sure we're learning something or, or we're going to get left behind. Yeah. Well, just last question, Chris. For any of your fellow framers who might be listening to this, what would you say is the greatest benefit they would get from sort of getting engaged in the NFC as you have? If you had asked me five, six, seven years ago, I'd have probably said frame safe. And to to this point, I still think that's at the top of the list, one of the top points. But I would tell you today, having sit, sat in this role and based on my experience over the years with the NFC, pretty simply, I've learned that in the business world, surrounding yourself with driven and motivated individuals is a true key to success, right? And there's a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge within the NFC's membership and that's not to even mention the SBCA too, which is a whole other resource. And so there's always somebody to learn from and somebody to call for advice when we had a question. I mentioned that earlier. And this offers a tremendous advantage and a competitive edge personally and therefore for their company. So taking these folks that you're surrounded with, these seasoned veterans that have this, this wealth of knowledge that 
quite honestly, just love to share their stories. <laughs> and that's something that is worth taking advantage of. So it's been my experience here that there truly is a greater motivation to see the, the industry succeed as a whole and, and doing that together, which in turn, if you're along for the ride, I can promise you that your individual companies are going to succeed too. Excellent. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, thanks, Sean, for having me. It's, it's been a great time. I appreciate it. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.